Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a piece that I want to talk to you guys about, about this cash app. There has been some misnomers, some things that you might not have known and might not recognize, but cash app, uh, PayPal and Venmo is a part of not allowing you as a business account to no longer, uh, make over $600 without having a 1099 sent to you for tax purposes. So if you're a business account with cash app, Venmo or PayPal, after $600, you're going to have to pay taxes on every dollar that you get unless you send uh, the money as a reimbursement for drinks, food, uh, rent, and things like that. But if you're with Zelle, because Zelle is not a settling account, settling funds account, you're able to use the Zelle account to transfer funds. What is a settling account? A settling account is when you transfer funds from person to person or goods from person to person. Well, Zelle is set up to transfer funds from bank to bank. And because they're not set up as a settling account, they're able to use, you're able to use Zelle to transfer funds and not have to worry about the $600. Now, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, business accounts, you will have to pay and pay the income taxes on everything after $600. If you have a personal account, with Cash App, they said you do not have to pay the uh, additional $600 income tax. Deeper. Yeah. If you survive and you see through the pain, it gets deeper. If you can shine through the guilt and the shame, it gets deeper. It only takes one moment to change. You might be hurting, but you still ain't helpless. And the revelation carries way more than the message. It's Deep more to that lineup. It's the mind behind sun. Over your mind, you realize. Yeah. You might be hurting, but you're not helpless. But you're not helpless. Even in the cut. Help is on the way. Yeah. Peace is nice. Please is like Chinese diets on peas and rice. Righteous. You see my sight whenever I. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Good afternoon. We live right now. I'm in the studio with my man Smitty. Good morning, Smitty. Smitty. Good morning. Good morning. We your host. I'm halftime. That's Smitty over there. It's a great day to be alive, man. You know why? Because we woke up today, man. We sitting in front of each other, Smitty. It's the day. You know what I'm saying? It's that day, right? It's that day, baby. It's a good time for living. And I'm just so excited. Listen, everybody. Listen, listen, listen. This is the episode 
fear of the entrepreneur, fear of entrepreneurship, man. Yeah. This is the fear. We're going to talk about the fear. We're going to talk about taking risks. We're going to talk about, man, changing the game for the new upcoming entrepreneurs, man. You know what I'm saying, Smitty? Ain't no status quo, baby. But, we got to take chance. But, man, we got to have a little dessert first, man. We got to have a little appetizer. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I don't really know if we can call this an appetizer, but we just going to go into it, man. I just, you know, it, it's been a big week for me, man. Just kind of, I'm emotionally unstable when we talk about this this topic we're going to discuss. But I'm just all over the place. I need you to help me, Smitty. In the NFL. Man. Oh, I know when I say NFL, oh, everybody man. like, whoa, okay, yeah, he coming, he coming, yeah. he coming. Smitty, oh, NFL. What you think, man? Okay, we got we got we got a situation in the NFL, and uh I I'll let you kick it off, man, and kind of let us know, inform everybody what's going on with this with this NFL situation. Well, the NFL has a situation on its hands where it's really dealing with um what looks to seem to be uh, racism yeah. um, and, 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 and pushing people out yeah. of a certain race and a certain gender. Sure. Uh, the minorities are not getting the same opportunities as, you know, our counterpart uh, white brothers are. So it's like now we're dealing with a situation at hand. And, and it's always been something that we've thought as a race and as minorities that was going on within the corporate world. But then when you start getting, um, uh, <laughs> some, some facts and some text messages and <laughs> talk some, about it and some truth come out i mean this situation we have brian flores where he has um put in a situation where he so said well miami uh ownership literally tried to sabotage him yes. by offering him a hundred thousand dollars per game to lose to man. lose come on man to For lose real? the game as a coach you telling you want to put your team you're telling the coach to put the team in a position to lose, and for every game that you lose, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. This is what's being alleged by Brian Flores, and he's saying that that is not just the only situation that happened. And he said he told him straight to his face, "Well, I'm not gonna be able to do that." And he turned around, and you know, then uh, he's getting ready. He get fired, and he said wow, the reason why he job? got fired was because he was difficult to work with. Everybody, the day that he got fired, and uh, they call it um down Doomsday Monday. The Monday after the season is over with, sure, and he got canned, and 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 it was something of a surprise to a lot of people because nobody thought Brian Flores he was bringing the team along. They was doing well. The Miami good. Dolphins were playing yeah. very good towards the end of the season. They were, and so he got fired, and it came out that the organization said that he was difficult to work with. Not that he wasn't coaching right. Not that his players didn't like him. Not that he wasn't putting the team in a position to be the best that they were. It was difficult to work with. And it comes out after he's been fired because um, uh, Brian, uh, Belichick, he sent some, sends him an email because Flores used to work with Belichick. He was an assistant for Belichick. And so Man. he was working with Belichick and Flores was sent a text message by Belichick to say congratulations on a new job. Right. And Flores, like, you know, I still got three days before I get ready and even interview with the Giants. How am I? You know something I don't know? How you congratulating me? And so in terms, it comes back. And he says, are you sure, you know, I got the job? He's like, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I got an email that said you get you the one that they're hiring. He comes back later and says, oh, I made a mistake. And he used uh, some language. I made a mistake. They're hiring Brian DeBall, which was a white guy. And Flores is trying to figure out, wow. well, how three days before I take an interview, 
you already know that they're hiring somebody else. Right. Yeah, I don't have a chance. Right. So it's really like I'm just a box being checked because, you know, in the NFL, you have to interview at least two minorities sure. for a coaching position. You have to interview two minorities for um, general manager positions and stuff like that. So they've made it a Rooney rule in place that you have to at least interview minorities. Well, no matter it's, whether you're going to give them the job or not. No right? matter whether they okay. get the job or not. Sure. It's, it's, it's supposed to give minorities a fair chance okay. at getting the opportunity to, wow. to get the job. Wow. But this situation played out as if Flores, like many people have said before, Deuce Staley and uh, Brian Benamy and other uh, black coaches have said that they have just been a box that's been checked, so to speak, yeah. to say, I did interview two minorities, yeah, absolutely. even though we already have who we want. And this situation played out in a very bad situ uh, circumstances where it's looking like it might get kind of messy because if you start going through these emails, how's yeah. Brian Belichick for the New England Patriots yeah. getting an email from anybody about what's going on with the New York Giants, except there be, that would be a good old boys club and, and, and a communication lines that nobody else knows about. Man. And if 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 uh, if Brian Flores Brian Flores can get some of these other minority coaches to team up with them, yeah, they can really start uncovering some things and get a chance to you know put things um, out there and whatever is in those emails might be might be seen if they if, if if it actually does go to court. No, and I right, wow, this is a big story, man, and I don't I don't think a lot of people really understand how serious it is. It's like from, it's real serious. It's real serious. It's real serious, Smitty. And that, that's one of the things that I've been it's been in my mind. And I wanted to make sure that we talked about that today. Man, it's 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 really racism at its finest in a lot of attributes. And I'm gonna say it just like it is because the yeah. reality of it is is we want to make it we want to think that things are fair, but the reality of it is They're it's not. not. It's not fair. There there are things and 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 how much better minorities have to be than other white people in order to get the job, other white men, should I say, to get the job. Because it's like, you feel like, you know, I'm up against it and I don't have no control over it. And, and not only that, how long has it been happening? Yeah, yeah. That's a question, like, the the, the digging and the investigations that are on the way, I, I'm just waiting on the report to show how long and how many of these 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 leaders, right, owners and managers, coaches and staff member executives that has that power to make those those ultimate decisions. That's what makes it so intriguing because, you know, it's a difference in thinking about it yeah. or having a feeling about sure. it. Sure. But then when you start getting information that reveals truth, come on, man. Now you have something and some legs to walk with and to stand on to say, yeah. you know what, this is something that needs to take a be taken a real look at. Yeah. Um, whether real change comes or not, it's going to be difficult to say because the reality of it is, is if they have been doing this and this has been a situation that's been going on, then they've created a a, a way where you're not going to be able to penetrate um, the, their bond or because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the 32 coaches, I mean, 32 owners that make the decisions. You know, Roger Goodell, he works for them. So what can he really do? It's going to have to be something of an outsider um, type of situation that, that's going to cause any change. But. As long as their money is, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what comes that of it. Bottom line, but it, it don't make it right though. It's wrong. It's two left shoes, and and it's something that needs to be spoken to, and it does need to be seen for what it is. If, if this is true, I'm I'm hoping that 
every situation is revealed and we get some um, necessary change so that there is some equality yes, um, in the NFL. I, I've personally stopped watching, to be honest with you. I, I've stopped watching the NFL like that. I haven't watched a game, a yeah. full game in two years, for real. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot going on in the NFL for us. I share the same, the same, the same concern, the same exact concerns, honestly. And it's just so much when you find yourself being taken advantage of, you know, you're being talked to certain kind of way, you've been treated unfairly, and you 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 you're you're getting paid to do a job. You go out there and do your job, but then still, I still do not have the same opportunities, equal fair opportunities as everyone else. And it's only because of the because of the skin, my skin color, the color of my Man. skin. That that's what's unfair. It's it's already we already Smitty, you know how hard you work to be Man. where you are, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We we're not even gonna talk about the don't privilege. take away from me. Don't take away from me, right? <laughs> I work real hard, man. I earned to be here, but it seemed like as hard as I work, I'm still outnumbered. I'm still behind the eight ball. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how to make it to that next level. Yeah, but we you can't know. be stopped though, baby. Oh, uh, we already won. It's victory. <laughs> victory. I'm I, victorious. It's I a past tense. I, I won. Be, I wouldn't be mad if all these prominent rich. Uh, wealthy black men get together yeah. and start some of their own. Hey, yeah, why not? Try, try it. Try, try, try me. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't, be scared. Don't be scared. Entrepreneurship. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Nah. Don't be scared. We 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 strong enough to do it. We strong yeah. enough to do whatever we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I and I mean that was just something that I wanted to bring out, Smitty, to you. I know we talked about it off scene, off the, off the show, but. You know, in life, we just deal with so many uncertainties, even in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Even in entrepreneurship. And this segment, everybody, you know, it's about the fear of entrepreneurship. The fear of entrepreneurship. Smitty, let me ask, why, why, when we say the word fear, why, why is, why does it come across as, as if it's, it's wrong or as or something is happening or I'm afraid or it's I'm repelling or I'm I really don't want to jump out there. What does that word fear? What does that mean? Before we talk about fear of entrepreneurship, just the word fear. What does that mean to you? Fear has so many different uh, elements to it. The reality of it is, is I thought about and, I, I, and you might have heard this before, but I put together an acronym or I heard an acronym, should I say, of the word fear. F-E-A-R. False evidence oh. appearing real. There are Ooh. things. That's what fear is. It's, it's something that comes. No, no, no. Uh-uh. You're not going to just. You ain't going to. 187. We ain't doing no drive-by. Brother. Can't break, give me, give me, give me. Bring to me real. Give me that one more time, brother. False more evidence time. appearing real. Fear is what you see okay. and what you think could be the possibility of stymieing you, stopping you, blocking you from getting what you want to do, to That's doing good. what you want to do. That's but good. the reality of it is, if you walk into what you cause what's caused you to be fearful, yeah. you'll find out it's false. For sure. Because you can't be stopped. Ah. But it's false evidence Ooh, because of what you're it. seeing. You better get it. You think it's real, oh. and so you stop on your own. See, fear will make you stop yourself oh. because of what you think you saw. So it's a mirage. It's a mirage. It's, it's a false. smoke screen. It's a smoke screen, buddy. It's, it's false. You yeah. got to realize what's, what's at hand here. Something. The whole goal is to stop you from moving forward That's right. and progressing in any motion at any time. They want you 
to be at a place of, of, of stagnation. Yeah. But the reality of it is, you false, and I see what I see that's you right. far off. I, that's right. <laughs> I see you way down the line. You're faking, man. I, it's not real. <laughs> false evidence appearing but, real. But false evidence appearing real. That's good. But what about the benefits of false being? We talk about fear, though. What about those benefits of fear? Fear. Hey, be honest with you. Fear comes along with with anything that you're doing, especially okay. in entrepreneurship. When you start off. Um, anything that you're trying to do within an entrepreneurship uh, mindset, you got to realize fear comes into play. And it's a real piece of, of you even beginning to move. If anybody be honest with you, before they started anything that they had that of the unknown, there's a level of fear that goes into it because mm -hmm. you don't know everything that it encompasses. Even when you do your research, you still don't understand its total totality of everything that comes along with what you're about to do. So there's a level of fear in it. I agree. Fear can come from something as simple as you never seen nobody do it before. Yeah. Right. Raised, being raised in a family that you've never seen a, a victory be, be had in, 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 in business. It could cause you to be stymied and, and, and fearful to move into it. Cause it's like, Absolutely. okay, nobody in my family ever did it. So I'm the only one. Why, why me? Why, why, why do I think yeah. I'm able to do it? Why would I be able to be successful in this? So, yeah. so fear really is a part of literally um, the entrepreneur's mindset in, in every aspect. But once you realize that it's not something that's going to hold you back, you can begin to walk in everything that you wanted sure. and get everything that you want out of it. Because the reality of it is fear is just a really just a, Get you to move away from what you know is right. Yeah. And get you to get you to bag back. But the reality of it is, if you keep walking and go towards it, you'll find out it's just as fake as you thought. Absolutely. And I agree. And then you said you said something about family. Like I, I was a product of that. Just for example, a lot of people may know me, but then some they don't. And my upbringing, like my whole family uh, worked at Ford, still do work at Ford Motor yeah. Company. Yeah. Entire family. Right entire family work at Ford Motor Company and I'm the only one that that chose that chose to that chose to choose entrepreneurship that, because the reality of it is you got to think about it how you were raised does play a role in what you decide to do later oh, on absolutely. in life and so if all you seen was a, a, a school teacher in your home or a, a police officer in your home or a firefighter yes. in your home yes and you look at your parents you'll start looking to say, you know, I think I want to be a firefighter. Not because necessarily that's what you want to do because that's a place of comfort, yeah. right? When you start walking to entrepreneurship, it's the place of the unknown. So there's a level of uncomfort in it that will cause you to just be like, uh, you know I what? Know, I better go in the safe zone. A apprehensive. But there are some people that were born to be entrepreneurs. Ooh, talk about it. It's in my blood. Y'all already know. It's in my blood. I can't find myself. I can't see myself being happy doing anything else. Anything else. Other than working for myself. And, 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 and those things that come along with it, it's, 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 it's mm. scary. It's a little scary talking about having to do taxes, Whoa. having to balance the books and balance the bank talk and, and it, making sure that the, 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 the uh, business is restocked and yeah. making sure everything is good because it all falls on you. But reality of it is that fear it'll drive you when it's in your blood yeah and that that's true i was young man i like i i've been cutting hair man uh i feel it was in my blood i didn't know it at that time since i was 12 years old wow i was 12 years old i, I tell y'all my age y'all want to know how old i am 44 you know what i'm saying i'm 19 <laughs> going on 44 you know uh but i but smitty man i started this back in back in uh some time y'all work y'all do y'all math later uh <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i was 12 years old 
and I had the passion to do it. And I graduated from Kettering High School. K.E. represent. Stand up. Oh, I got him this man. week. I, yeah, I, you, know, you try that. You try yeah. you got it. Denby, we already know. Yeah, we know. But, but, but. <laughs> But I graduated from fam. I got a, I graduated from Kettering High School and I was awarded this 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 manufacturing internship. It was four Academy of Manufacturings uh, and it was FAMS, F-A-M-S. And they gave me the opportunity um, as an intern that summer when I graduated to find out if that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. My grandmother consulted me. and She said, I encourage you strongly. And the reason why she did is because that's that's what she did yeah and that's what she yeah. got she she compelled my mother my father yeah. my uncles my aunts yeah. my siblings right now my sisters now they're for motor company they didn't take the buyout I have uncle that was uprooted from from here from michigan he's in phoenix now he's been in phoenix in 2006 when all of the buyout stuff started happening yeah. he said i ain't taking it yeah i'm going to stay uh, but at that time, at that time, man, I just I got it. I got an opportunity back in 96 to see what the plant life was about. And I it's no no takeaway for me. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's nothing I, wrong I, with that's what you want. Hey, it ain't it ain't in your blood. No it more. ain't in my blood. You know what <laughs> I mean? I put the victim clippers. If I got many weapons, y'all don't know nothing about Arbor drugs. Arbor drugs. That's all. It's, it's CVS now. <laughs> but I got I got spankings in, in Arbor Drug because I was I just wanted those Clippers, man. Yeah, it was something yeah. about them Clippers. Absolutely. And I, I that's all I you know I just wanted them, and here we are now, all these years later, man. And we now we sitting here, Smitty. But one thing, if I can ask you a question, just have you talk about like doubting your never doubting yourself because you only can give yourself longevity, right? If you never doubt, never settle. What's that piece mean to you? See, doubting, be honest with you, man, it's it's a part of it because as we talked about, as I talked about a little bit before, the unknown space mm -hmm. does give you reservations about it because you're like, you know, I'm not just 100% sure on this thing, but I, I feel it. You know, it, it's, it's like, how do you know when it's time to move within the entrepreneurship wow. gift yeah, that's man. been put on your life, right? Ooh. And, and in that time and choosing that, there's a level of doubt that comes along and make sure. you think like, I know I should do it. I feel it in my spirit. I feel it in my body. I know yes. I can get this done. Yeah. But then you got reservations that show up. You're like, oh, man, I, should I do it? Is this the time? How do you know it's the time? How do you know yes. when to move, when to hold up? You know, when, wow. how, but, but the feeling of the doubt will begin to drive you and say, because it, it's nothing like telling me something I can't do. Oh, man. When that's fuel. That's fuel. See, see, see. Ah, <laughs> that, that doubt turned to fuel. You know what I'm saying? Ah, and it begins, it, and it starts to put you in a position and a mindset that I can't be stopped. I can do whatever I want to do. I want to do. When I'm ready to do it, I can get this when done. When I'm ready to do and it. And so it's a feeling that goes along with it because the purpose has already been birthed in you before sure. you was ever born. Come on. And so when purpose and that passion meets, then it ain't going to do nothing but take off and, and, the, and, and the enmity of success is automatic. So, you know, you got to realize that you're moving in a place and in an area of success, but it's going to take a little bit of doubt. It's going to have a little bit of doubt on you mm -hmm. at times and sure. not knowing because of the unknown. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is if you keep moving, if you keep, wow, if you keep going, that's good. If you persevere through it, you'll make it to the other side of it and see the success of everything that you're looking for. Before you but, finish your statement, before you finish that, because you said something good. <laughs> you, you said it, and and my, I just do, I say it like this. Your purpose will be made manifest 
when yeah. preparation and opportunity become acquainted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can't yes, walk sir. through the door, man, <laughs> unless you have made preparation preparations previously. Yes, sir. Months, years down the line, even. Go ahead, Smitty. But, I just, no, I, you know, I just thought about it, you know, uh, something that I heard you say and talk about, about making adjustments within mm. entrepreneurship, right? Ooh. So we know that there are times where you're going to have uh, doubt, frustration, irritation. Most definitely. And, and, and there are times that you have to make adjustments within your, your, your entrepreneurial life. Yeah. What does that adjustment look like? What does that adjustment mean to you? And, and how important is it to be able to make adjustments in the midst of um, entrepreneurship? Wow. That's big, big time question that, that life, life is all about adjustments. First of all, before yes, I get into it, just, just as a human being, man, there's, there's so many necessary adjustments that we need to make, man. I'm a father of five. I had a beautiful yeah. granddaughter. Zanila, love you, boo. <laughs> Pop off to you later. Zanila. Zanila. But, but there's adjustments Zanila. that even in this, this, this last three weeks tomorrow should be three weeks old wow. and it's last three weeks i've had to make adjustments yeah. for her future yeah, that's right you know what that's i mean right. life itself smitty is about adjustments yeah before i invest a single dollar before i count calculate the cost and count the cost for any business deal just me as a father a husband of a beautiful wife or family man you yes, know hands on hands on yes, father sir. not a daddy yeah but a father you know it's adjustments Present. need to be need to be made you know what I mean? That's right. They got to be made. And then so because of that foundation, once yeah. you lay the foundation of that of that family, right, then I can implement, okay, I've done a great job at running my household. Yeah. yeah. Then I can calculate the cost of what it would be for me to become this entrepreneur. Because though that adjustment is that's the next step, then it's crucial. Yeah. You can make the wrong steps, maybe, yeah. Yeah. or you can make the right step. You know what I mean? Like that, that adjustment, yeah. that adjustment is super necessary. So, okay. But for, for the entrepreneur though, like you have to first, that adjustment needs to be made. It's been times where my family is a part of my thinking process for the business. Wow. Because if I only see myself when I'm investing, yeah. I'm not going to do so good. That's right. That's, you better count off the call. If this was church, I say, talk back to me. <laughs> <laughs> But everything I do, everything I do, everything I do, that's right. Smitty, my family, it's like this little set, this little corner of my mind right over here. It has my sons out here in the studio with us too today. Yeah. And, and, and he, I wanted him to see us in, in motion today because the adjustments that need to be made for his future. Sometimes yeah. he got to get out here with me and understand what it takes so yeah. he can be, be and experience those, those adjustments. Yeah. But that adjustment, that adjustment that's needed, man, you have to first, you have to first count what you want to do. R research, okay, find the necessary research about what you want to do. That yeah. adjustment. Yeah. Right? And then once you find out which, what it is that you want to do, let's find out the cost of what it's going to take. Right, right. Calculate the cost. Count count them dollars up, man. Yeah. If it costs me $5,000 to run my home, right, then I have to take into account that I have to be able to do my best to not to not hinder my household, right. the necessity yeah. and the needs yeah. of the family. Yeah. And then whatever's left, then I can save. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can use I can use my credit if mm. if it's good enough. Yeah. If I can get a loan from the institution. Right. Right, Smitty. But then but then that adjustment has to be made. Like that one word, and a lot of people don't have it in this discipline. That discipline. 
sacrificing when you know you need that that money that you that you have invested. I know you Smitty, right. So many times my wife looking at me scratching both sides of her head and like, we, are we good? <laughs> <laughs> how you doing all that? How we how you how are you making this happen? How's everything going? Well, because the adjustment, Smitty, sometimes you don't have time to talk about what you do every day. Yeah. You just got to do it. And when your wife asks questions, you you just have to be prepared to answer. So what about the adjustment piece? where the sacrifice that comes into Ooh, it we because the, you know when you when you make an adjustment sometimes you have to cut back okay on yes. you and mm. your personal desires and, mm. and even sometimes your first personal financial gain absolutely um speak to that element because that's an element of fear that a lot of uh people might not understand that's in entrepreneurship you you're going to have to understand that you could take a step back to gain 10 steps forward. Ooh, what is that adjustment step? What does that adjustment look like? Bingo. That's 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 what I say. We won. We won. You know <laughs> why? Because once you get your once you make your mind up that this is what you do, when you wake up in the morning, you feel that fire. Yeah. And you feel that motor move. And yeah. nobody have to text me. Nobody don't have to tweet me. They don't have to hit yeah. me on my DM yeah. or my Instagram yeah. or message me on Facebook. They ain't got the FaceTime and look at my face and motivate me and pump me. Yeah. Nothing. Guess what? That adjustment. Watch what happens. Yeah. When you get to the point with you, where you are the entrepreneur. Yeah. And you have to make necessary adjustments and sacrifices to get to that next level. That's the biggest piece of them all. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I had to make one. Uh -huh. I had to, to make one. Talk to I had to make one. From the barbershop, after I obtained my, my, my Michigan, my state of Michigan barber license, right? After, see, I, it's 1,800 hours now. You have to complete 1,800 clock hours now. But, Smitty, when I got my 2, license, 2,000 hours had to be put in before I can obtain uh, my license. Not only obtain it, but I had to take a practical exam, which I had to pass with a 75%. Okay, and then I had to take a written exam, all right? And that, that also was a requirement to pass by 75%. Then after you work in the field for two or three years in the field, then I can go back and get and apply for my instructor license. Yeah. And the, that was the biggest, I could say, out of both of my licenses, I could say that was like the most sacrifice needed Yeah. to get where I am now. What did you sacrifice, man? What was the sacrifice like? Tell, oh, talk man. to us about the sacrifice in that adjustment period that was made. You wow. know, all that you had to uh, take into account. Because I remember you riding back and forth home, school, shop. Yeah. You know, I, I remember oh, all man. that. Talk about that sacrifice that, that it took for that. When you when you when you want when you find your passion for something and you want to do something, there's always gonna be, there's always gonna life is always gonna happen. Right. And and so many things happen to try to slow me down. Yeah. You know, two cars, you go down to one. My wife working in Arbor, I'm working in Detroit and I'm going to school <laughs> and, and I'm paying out of pocket because I made too much money. I was I couldn't afford I couldn't I couldn't benefit from financial aid. So I was salty about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was salty about that. I was a cash student. Right. So not only I have my household, Smitty. Yeah, but I have my responsibilities, blueprint, and different yeah. things that, to keep the business going. I have yep. a business I started in barber school, and then and then I have myself. That time it was before the pandemic. I had church responsibilities, yeah. obligations, yep. and then myself. I had myself. I was a responsibility to keep. I, I'm gonna say it again. I was a responsibility to myself. I had to find that discipline to get to that next level. And that sacrifice, it included sacrificing $50,000 for the year Jeez. for me to go and work for free. 
Oh, so so no 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 no. You gave up fifty. Yes. For what? What did you do? What did oh. you do for the? Why did you give it up? I gave it up because there was something more. There was the bigger picture is a bigger fish to fry. It was something more that I wanted. In order to get where I am right now, to sit here and talk to everybody and talk to you, Smitty, that sacrifice had to had to be made. I had to get that instructor license yes, for the sir. state of Michigan. And I had, it was a requirement that I had to work for free. I had to volunteer my professional services without having any restrictions on my barber's license, yeah. without having any files, any complaints, any, any, any type of ill things Injunction, done, yeah. conjunctions, anything uh, that, that will restrict me from working um, in an institution and obtaining my, my instructor's master educator license. Man, and, and that's the thing, man. I, I sat here and I watched you have to study. You know how you teach your kids to study? You oh, study, get, the, get your work done, yes. and you learn this stuff, and it's going to benefit you at the yes. end. And you, yes. I, I, and I did the same thing. Went back as a student Yes. after been working in the field for yeah. you too, man. 18 years. It's like yeah. I'm going back to get my instructor's license. Oh, man, now I'm back learning again. Yes, absolutely. So I'm back learning again, teaching while I'm learning. And yes. then at the same time, I got a business. Wait, 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 wait. You <laughs> just said something. <laughs> Teaching while you're learning. Teaching while you're learning. So when you're in barber school and you're barber, going to get back to get your instructor's license, you're literally teaching but you have to learn how to teach what you're teaching. So are you teaching and learning from the same book? <laughs> no, it's two different books. You got a book that you're teaching from and you got a book that you're learning from. And so you're learning how to teach What's in the book that you already know? Mine. <laughs> and see, That's, it's, it's deeper than what you look at. Deeper than the think. cut. Instructor's license. Surface. I'm telling y'all, this barbering thing, it goes so deep. But yeah. while doing that, you still had other responsibilities, as you talked about. You had to dig deep. Yes, I did. You had to dig deep down to, to, to make sure the I responsibilities did. at the house didn't did. lack. You did. had to deep down to make sure that the ministry responsibilities didn't sure. lack. That's right. The kids don't care about all you had to do. That's right. All they know is, Dad, it's my time to get my time. I'm and I want something to, you know, play. I, I, we, it's time for us to go. You told us we was going to go here. We was going to do this. Yes. We was going to do that. But now we had a situation where, Dad, you're talking about you, you can't get me. I, I can't That's right. have that. That's right. They don't know you lost 50. That's right. They don't know you sacrificed 75. It's probably his first time they, they ain't never, They ain't never even considered it because they don't care nothing about that. All they know is what they require and what they desire, right? Yes. So we couldn't, as, as as men of the household, as head of the household, you know, drop the responsibility on that. Because when we go to school, we teach them with all our heart. Yeah. When we go to school, we learn them with all our heart. Everything. When we in the barbershop, we giving you everything we got in them That's haircuts. Right. That's right. When we go to church, we can't give God no less than what he gave 100%. us. 100 percent. It don't stop. And so when we get home, that's that's the point that a lot of people lack it. Wow. And they say, oh, they understand. Wow. Oh, they, they get it. But you can't lack on that. That's you cannot right. look at the house and say, uh, you know what? I, I can't do it this time. I, my, my daughters know I sacrifice. I give it up because I know what it means to them. And, and that relationship that you're building is important, especially as a man that's head of the household. You setting so many uh, uh, boundaries and you setting so many um, things for their future for them yeah. to really look at and, and know what to look for in a man. And those situations are, are, are very much so serious. Sure. So if you're talking about, you know, some of these fears that we have, y'all, <laughs> y'all, we have, we're we going to stop and break for our sponsors for a few moments and um, we're going to pay some bills here. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Smitty from Deeper Than The Cut, and we're prepared to launch your business and advertise it on our platform. I'm telling you, it will be a great opportunity to grow your business. If you want to take advantage of that, if you go to DeeperThanTheCut.com, you'll leave a comment. We'll be sure to get back with you with the different packages that we have. But Deeper Than The Cut is the place that you want to advertise your business. All right, all right, all right, everybody. We are back. We are back in the building again. I got my man, Mr. Smitty, in the building next to me. Yeah, and I'm one of your hosts, the co-host, Mr. Halftime. And we're talking today the fear of entrepreneurship, man. The fear. It's a lot of fear in life, not just with entrepreneurship, just as human beings, man. And right now we're discussing, we're talking about the entrepreneur. What, what causes the entrepreneur to have fear when investing? When building your business, building a legacy, whatever, however, however you decide to speak about it, that word fear. But but Smitty, we yes. talked about the fear and having having that that negative thing. Sometimes we look at fear as something bad or or it makes you kind of look apprehensive. We know that part, but then that but we had to push past that fear and now we're at a place where we are successful. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about the risks. After you realize you after you realize what it takes to become this entrepreneur and sustain yourself, what are some risks? Talk talk to us about the risks that goes into entrepreneurship. Man, it's so many risks. And, 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 and to be honest with you, any successful entrepreneur and and, 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 and statistics say that 88 percent of Americans that mm. are millionaires are entrepreneurs. Wow. And as an entrepreneur, you have to take risk. But we have to make sure that we take calculated risk. Come on. Now, you don't it. take risk and just throw caution into the wind and take money and throw it out the window and hope, yes. you know, something stick or the right person pick it up and say, Here, here's your money back. You right. take risks that are going to give you a, that is going to give you a return. That's right. Right. And so in, in the business of barbering, the risk that you take, you start realizing what does it take? What do you need? You need a building. Okay, in a building, what kind of uh, size do you need? How many barbers do you want? How many That's stations right. do you want to set up? Right. Calculate. So you have to start realizing if I set up this many stations and my my rent or my mortgage on this building is X, Y and Z, then how many stations do I need to just cut at a baseline at right. even? Where am I at at even? Once I factor in my 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 uh, bills, my electricity, my wow. my gas, you know, once mm -hmm. you start. You start calculating up these things. You gotta you gotta count up the cost before you build come the house, on, right? Come on. You don't build the house and then say, uh, let me see if I got short, man. I got five on it. See, <laughs> see, when you when you build it first and then try and pay for it as you go, 
then you start realizing that's you good. know you you building more or you take biting off more than you can chew as my mother used to say yeah so you have to make sure that in get and in having risk that you make it calculated you don't just uh jump off the porch and not consider how far down you jump that's right right because if on. you don't you know, you've been and bust your head open or yes, you can sir. you can fall on sticks that's down there. Yes, but sir. because you didn't look and see what you were jumping into, now you're dealing with a fact with something that you never had to had you looked at it and had you took the calculated risk of realizing what you were doing. So wow. the risks that you take are necessary, but you want to make sure it's as close to being calculated to having a projection. If I do this then this will come, right? Yes, yes. So you got to have, you got to have, make decisions that are going to have somewhat a predictable outcome, sure. right? So you, you can't say, I, I, I want to build out a million dollar building, but you got a shoestring budget. Oh man, <laughs> right? that's not going to work. Right? So, so <laughs> the part of the risk that you take is based upon what you have and what you're doing. Some people may feel like a risk if you got $10,000, a risk is putting in $3,000. Some people might feel a risk is $5,000. Yeah for whatever business venture you're looking for. But then some people might say, I got a risk of $10,000. But when you risk it all, you got to consider what's not what's going to come oh. back, the time that you have to wait on things to come back, that return on your investment. You know, you got to realize all that and take that into consideration because if you don't, you put that 10000 in there, I'm telling you, you might not have a house. That's right. You might That car might get repossessed. And it goes to and, that fear of losing. And, and, and now you now... The fear of failure becomes a reality because you didn't count up the cost. That's but that's it. the risk you didn't take. That's, that's the that punchline. That's good. That's heavy. <laughs> that, I, I mean, I've lost. I've lost. I mean, I say the business names and stuff, but I, I've been, he, he laughing because he already know. he was. We've been brothers, man, for a long Look, friendship turned to brotherhoods around yeah. here. So you it's a lot. understand what's understood. What's already understood. That's and right. he, reason why he can laugh before I even say it because he's been there with me Absolutely. and been a part of my life when I've lost. Uh, and and lost out, man. Failed on certain attempts yeah. uh, to be successful. And man, I can be honest with you, I lost. I, I calculated the cost, and there was times where, uh, in that particular moment, it was a risk to invest. Yeah, you know, four thousand dollars I invested. <laughs> and man, when I tell you, I, I I didn't even get my, I didn't even break even. <laughs> so so you know I. It, it was times with my it's wife. Funny now. Yeah, it's, it's funny, funny now. now. We can laugh. Or we can laugh. Oh, oh. sometimes my wife, she still remind me. She make sure she hang that over my head like a mistletoe. She put it right there and be like, ooh. Because, but because only because they trust us. Our wives, they yeah. trust us to do Absolutely. what we do. And and I and I thought I had it all figured out. Yeah. And she gave me the green light to say, baby, go ahead. Because I believe, I know what you know. Even though I don't see it, right. I don't understand it. I know you know. But that that fear of failing, man, that that risks, the risk that 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 are needed to be successful. I'll say it like this: you cannot be successful without taking risks. Absolutely. And and how of a halftime, I'm 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 gonna talk to a situation where we had a business venture together. Yes. We had um a barber shop over on Seven Mile DeQuinta here in Detroit, mm. and the name of it was Halftime Sports Barbershop. Hence yes, the sir. name Halftime, Hence right? The name. So we uh we had a barbershop over there and. It was doing well, doing amazing. I mean, yeah. we had a 2,900 square foot building. Wonderful. And I mean, we had everything from massage chairs to jerseys hanging up, tabletop games. All type of memorabilia. Uh, uh, pool. Uh, we had a little kitchen net set up. Yes. We had a little place where you can throw your little baby showers. Yes. I'm talking about it was amazing. 
Really it was, was unreal. We had a clothing store in there. Yes. I mean, we had everything for, inside this shop. Don't forget that white chili. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from Seldom Blue, we had a certified chef. It would come in on Thursday through Saturday yep. after, at about 4 o'clock. He came in and, and, and cooked. And we had everything that you can possibly want, right? Yes, sir. And, and, and I remember putting my all into that business. I remember me and Hops, me and Halftime at times saying, hey, man, I got this left. What you got, you know what I'm saying? We got this, hey man, you got the, we got this, and we we kind of exchanged, but we put yeah. everything we had everything. into it, right? Everything. Because it was something that we wanted to be successful. Absolutely. For unforeseen things that we didn't consider, yeah, the business had to close after two years. Yep. So that's we, crazy. We had a great thing going. Well, I mean, hurt. making money uh, every which way. I mean, putting business things you have to consider is where you put your business at. Yes. So we had a lot of break-ins to the point where we got kicked off our insurance. They kicked the guardian line. They want us no more. They said, we fired. <laughs> they, they, I mean, it was situations that we didn't consider, Woo. but we were young. I was like, what, 21, yeah, 22? Man, was young, man. And so it's like, you know, trying to, trying to get this business rolling, but it was a lesson learned. It was a risk, and we calculated a lot of it, but we didn't calculate everything. Yes. We didn't calculate the placement of the business, right? Yes. And so the placement of the business become, became our detriment. And it became a situation where after two years, we had to close up. Yeah. And we had to make the sacrifice of going to work somewhere for four years, yep. right? But after working where we worked there for four years, which is where we didn't want to be, but it was it was a time in which we we used to benefit to from. And we thank thank God for it's a pleasure for Damon. For Damon Mr. The Mayor. <laughs> What's up? He, he let us come Debo. over there and work. Uh, um, uh, uh, another entrepreneur. Shout out to Debo. Shout out to Debo, and he he let us come over there and work, and we was over there working, and we gained another brother from working over there. Yes, sir. Right, so it was like the process is what we cannot deny. We cannot act as if the process does not lead us to where we're supposed to go. That's now, right. I didn't feel like failure should have been a part of our process. Absolutely. Right, no. but the reality of it is, is when you take risk and you move in with momentum, sometimes failure could come out of it. Yes. But I'm telling you, it's fruit and failure. Yes, it is. Failure is not to your to your demise or to your detriment. Oh, you can man. you can create fruit out of failure. And, and that's what we did. And now we're here now, uh, nine, going on nine years later at a, at a new barbershop, Executive Cuts and More, and it's, it's going stronger than ever. We don't have – we're in the right area, in the right place with the right people. And Man. the process of failure led us to this, though, because it taught yes. us what not to do. Talk about it. When we get into the place that God designed for us to be. So That's you right. can't be afraid of failing. You can't be afraid of risk. You got to be willing to put that chance and that opportunity out there. And and, and, and while calculating it best to your ability, yeah. if you put the right calculations together, it'll come back to you. Even if you fail, you can come back out of it because there's fruit and failure. It, there is fruit and failure, and you know I, uh, Warren Buffett, my friend, man. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you, he don't even know he's my friend. That's my guy. What's up, Warren Buffett? What's up? How you doing, brother? Today, hope your day is going well. Uh, but no, I, I love the quota, man, for real. Cause he, he, he talks about failure in the same way, Smitty. He talks yeah. about failure. It's a benefit in failing. Absolutely. Failing is not all bad. You know, we wouldn't be here right now to talk to you all if failing was bad. If it was yeah. a bad thing, if it was something that, that destroyed you, well, I wouldn't be here right now successful. Two licenses, others, extracurricular, extra uh, continuing educational credits and like just certificates that, that goes into what we're doing to make to benefit our future. Yeah. There's risks that need to be taken Yeah, and to be successful every day. You got to do it. If you don't take the risk, you can't you can't benefit from the success of it. No, you can't. Yeah, and 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 think about it. Uh, halftime. 
what are some of the things that you you consider uh like new adventures that you're doing when you when, when we talking about taking risks there are things that you have to do that become uncomfortable for you because it's new yeah it's things that you haven't you haven't um been privy to yeah. and so now you know you feeling this unction to go and do something different yeah but you haven't gotten the 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 the, the settling in your spirit to go ahead and do it but you know you feeling like i yeah. hey, it's more to me Yes. Than what I'm experiencing right yes. now. What what does that what does that speak to you when you say when you talk about new adventures that um that could come up that you need to start moving into? Matt, you first first again when, once you once you've done those first those first steps to believing in yourself and then finding out that passion taking take, t- finding out which if that's what you want to do and researching and finding necessary research. And find out what you need to do for that next level, far as like investing, calculating the cost, and and putting things in proper perspective. Then now, now I'm at a place where now to start something new. Yeah. To start something new, it's a it's like an, another adjustment. Yeah. It's another level of adjustments that need to be made, and you have to have that confidence, right? That confidence that's needed that's going to carry you over because remember to get started, you had to count the cost. You had to yeah, count the cost. That's you had right. To take those necessary risks. But now once you make it and you've been there and sustained yourself for a number of years to get to that next level, it's the mindset can stay the same, but there's a different adjustment, the tweak that needs to happen yeah. to get over the hill. Yeah. You got to yeah. get over the hill. Yes, and when, once you, once you recognize what that is, all the only, only, so like for us, We've been in business together for over 20 years. And I've watched you grow. You watch me grow. And we really don't do anything different. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the time of today in a pandemic. Talk about adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even sp- spoke about the adjustments needed to take in a pandemic, through a pandemic, through COVID-19, through Delta, through Omicron, and whatever else they're going to throw at us. We're going to have to continue to make those necessary adjustments. But to make those necessary adjustments, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to have a little bit more believing in yourself because now you're carrying a lot of weight, a lot of confidence. Yeah. You're gonna need a lot of confidence, yeah, because because you're carrying a lot of weight now, yeah. and you're talking about going into a different venture that maybe don't even have anything to do with your your business, your passion. Yeah, that's kind of like you know, um, which what we're doing right now, that podcast, I, that podcast, and this this is something that is that is fairly new it's, it's a new uh groundbreaking thing for us per se because we've been by trade and by license Absolutely. in the barber industry right yeah. and so i remember the first time you went and did uh one of the um podcasts yes born with it yeah born with it and yeah. we'll be going on oh, that uh this coming upcoming wednesday Lano, right? what's but, up over there but i remember you coming back from there and a renewed energy that you had yes, sir. about something that was new that we have never done before. Never knew I had it. We never, ever, ever even uh, thought about it. I mean, we know uh, Tarmel asked us on several occasions to, you know, go oh, ahead and, and start doing that for two years. Two years. And the timing was like, uh, we kept saying and that, that was part of, the, part of the, I guess, fear. I guess you could say. Yeah, it, was it was like, you know, it just wasn't, uh, I don't have time. You know, I'm busy. I'm running. And now... It's something that we're in, we enjoy, and that is informational to help the listeners to understand about some of the things that we've been through. And so entering a new world in a new space outside of what you're used to Mm. can create a whole nother lane of not just income, 
but an outcome. Yes, sir. You, you, you get to have an outcome. Come on with Because it. now you get to affect people. You get yes. to infect people. That's right. I tell people my purpose on, in life is to effectively affect people. Yes. And so when you have the gift and the, and the, and the resources to do so, we got to do what you do, what we do here on Deeper Than the Cup. We got to build them bridges. Build we got to build bridges. bridges. We got to connect one person to the next person at a time, so that we can begin to build our community and see what we're what we're praying for within our own community. Be a part of the change, right? Yes, sir. And, and, and be a part of the adjustments and be a part of you know the the calculated risk that's needed. So the things that are happening within uh, Deeper Than the Cut is 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 some new grounds for us, but. We see how it has been paying off. The viewership is going up. People have been tuning in. Yeah. People have been calling us. They have been texting us Thank and you, inboxing everybody. us and telling us how much they appreciate the show. And so then you start to realize your level of influence is greater than you thought it was. Yes, right? sir. And so you never would have known it had you went into new territories right. to find out what is in this new territory for me. That's so right. you can't be afraid of things that are, are unfamiliar to you. You can't be afraid of things that are new because inside of that thing that is new could be the very thing that God is calling you to. And I agree 100%. I remember that day to the letter. And and, and Mr. Bennett, he know my man Lano. That's my guy over there. We're born with it, uh, podcast. They have an awesome show, man. Awesome brother, too. Entrepreneur, barber. And uh, but but that day was so so real. And I remember standing in the shop, and I was like, man, I, I canceled a few clients. Yep. So I sacrificed, I sacrificed some some money. I yep. sacrificed a couple of clients that I could have made good money on to to go over there at a in a decent time, not just show up late and just kind of like drag into it i say if i'm going to do it i had to pump myself up yeah i had to pump myself but i didn't really want to do it to right. be honest right and but when i got over there and i was able to sit and view and, and the fellowship and the bond the camaraderie that we had um as brothers man man I, we just kicked it off real good right and the whole show man i just they didn't even know what my mind was i'm just looking around thinking like and that she was the producer even asked she said you know have you ever done have you ever did your own podcast? I said, no. And we got to talking. And let me show you how God works. We got to talking. And I started talking about my brand, Swirl Curl, and everything. And, they, and, and one of the gentlemen said, said, wait a minute. Wait, you a Swirl Curl? I was like, yeah. I was like, wait a wait, 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 wait a minute. And, and told me, it was like, man, we know you already. <laughs> and it was like, you wow. know, but that fear of taking that risk, yeah. taking that, that, that yeah. being afraid of being successful. You yeah. can be afraid from doing something good. You afraid know of saying? success. Afraid of success. When I got there, when I tell you the lights, camera, action, and I was sitting there, I was like, I can't wait to call my brother Smitty. <laughs> I can't wait to get in the car and just call him and tell him it's on. Yes, sir. Game on. And from there and from there, we, we are here. We started a business venture. It took really fast. And and the, the necessary adjustments to calculate the cost and all of that stuff, putting everything in perspective, the time, the energy and everything into us, Smitty. Absolutely. It's what, what we've had to do. So we're not just saying, we're not just talking about it. You know, we're actually living it right now. Yes, sir. You know? We're going to come back in a few minutes and talk about this last piece of this uh, fear of entrepreneurship. But right now we're going to hear from one or more of our sponsors. This is Motor City, and being from Motor City all my life, I felt like it's, it's the perfect opportunity to bring out a product that, that has the identity of what Detroit is made of, it's quality.
So this product, Swirl Curl, is all natural with 70% organic content. Reason being is because there's so many unnatural products on the market for barbers. This product, Swirl Curl, it starts off as a three-piece kit, which number one is the Swirl Curl Beard and Facial Wash. This wash is so wonderful. Women actually are showing so much energy behind this, this, this product. The wash is, is simply for to remove all of the dirt and all of the debris from beneath the skin surface and out of the hair. Now, now you, you implement the beard oil which is of course, of course, we use the oil as the nutrition, that is the protein uh, that you deposit into the hair after you've washed off all the last week's, all of yesterday's dirt debris, then you use the beard balm. It's, it's a conditioner, it is a protector, it makes the skin soft, it makes the hair smooth, and this kit is just phenomenal. What's up, everybody? This your boy, Terrence Hobson, also known as, you know, Mr. Halftime from Deeper Than a Cup Podcast. What's up? Listen, SwirlCurl.com is the place where you purchase these awesome products. 70% organic, 30% natural, men, women, children, no gender preference, no age preference. And you can go to SwirlCurl.com for these awesome products. And that's SwirlCurl, S-W-U-R-L-K. URL.com. You can also purchase haircuts. You can also schedule haircuts. You can also take a tour, leave a comment, let us know what you think about the products. Please let me know. I'm owner and founder, Mr. Halftime, deeper than the cut. All right, all right, all right, everybody. We are back, man. We're having a good time, Smitty. Yes, sir. I'm having a good time with my man. guy over here, man. It's I'm always learning. a good time when I'm with my man. I'm learning, man. I'm learning too. We we we've been together, man. but I'm still learning hey, from you though. Hey, we learning from each other, man. Yeah. Iron sharp with iron. Building bridges, friendship, turn a brotherhood. It's always. Look, man, look, we just we just concluded talking about that adjustment, those risks, those fears, right? When you already make it, what's what's next in line? What do you have to do next in line? What is next in line once you've already stabilized yourself as this as this entrepreneur? Yeah. And and one of the things that we do, if you didn't know, well, myself and Smitty, we're licensed uh instructors. Yes, sir. In Barber school where yeah. we have a passion. Yeah. You know, to do what we do, and uh, we take so much pride. We just take so much pride, absolutely, and what we do at the school, Smitty. And I, I just, I, when you talk about institution, talk about schools, then it's way deeper than that surface. What the community is what we're really giving back to. So speak absolutely. to us from that business venture. Um, oftentimes, man, when um, the thing that bothers me, I say it this way: the thing that bothers me about people that are successful in any lane in which they, you know, uh, desire to be successful in is, is that they hold the information, mm. right? You become like uh, uh, a person who, who who's selfish and a person who don't want to share wow. information to help the help others to be better. And so what I vowed to myself was, is whatever I know, I want to be the person that gives away every bit of information that I have, any success stories, any failure stories, because I want you to learn from my successes, but I also want you to learn from the ditches I fell in because Ooh. that's going to be an important piece to teach you what not to do. Yeah. Right. So uh, 
what 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 I've done when we I started going back to Michigan Barber School, my mindset was because barbering, I've done very well for myself. I've done an amazing uh, yes, level have. of work for myself within the barbering community. But yes. what I found out was happening was that you know I wanted to affect the barbering industry at its most at the most uh, uh, effective way. I wanted to be effective within yes. the industry, so I, I went out to be on the board. You know, I became a part of the board for the state of Michigan Come on. and I became the chairman yeah. of the board. Right. But then on top of that, I wanted to be effective, not just in the law writing, not just in the uh, fines and the and, the, and, and legislating. I want to make sure that I can affect the people within my community with the same knowledge that I have from yeah. cutting hair, from business acumen. From uh, behavior, speech, dress, yeah. I wanted to be Decorum. able to. I wanted to affect the people that I see on a day to day basis. So I said, I need to go back to school and start. Uh, what better way to do it than to go back to school and teach it? That's right. And so to teach it was to to give me an opportunity to not just go back and show people what I know, but pour into the the next community and the next generation of barbers that desire to be a part of this industry that I know will take care of not just you, but your family and your family's family yes, if you take care of it. And so I desire to go back to help. And that's what I do over at Michigan Barber School, man. It's it's an absolute delight to me. I'm I'm so honest and truthful. Yes, it is. I, I, it, them students, they light me up. <laughs> if I'm having, you know, a little rough morning they or do. something, or, they you do. know, I ain't had my coffee yet, I ain't yep. had my, 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 my breakfast yet, <laughs> they literally become yeah. the, the source and fibers that is needed for me to get perked up because ain't nothing like somebody that want information. Man, it's gratifying. And you got the answer. Oh, you got the answer. <laughs> How good. There's nothing like having, Woo. you know, uh, uh, the opportunity to put people in a position to be successful and you know what you're talking about. Yes. And you have a proven track record of it. And so being able to go back to Michigan Barber School has been such a delight. It's been a pleasure. And, and I'm looking forward to the years to come at Man. Michigan Barber School. So, um, it's it's just it's just something I always wanted to do, and I know you're doing the same thing, man. So man, so what say you, man? <laughs> listen, what he said. <laughs> no, no, no. But so true. That's that's true. It's what he said, and we share because we're the same institution. We were working in the same business, working with each other for so many years, and doing so many things together, families and business, and all that. Entangled into years, this man. this brotherhood that we have is it's like like just in a barbershop, Smitty. How many hair? How many clients have you given away? Talk about <laughs> doing community work. Oh, jeez. How many clients do you still see? Oh man, go and, and sit in somebody else's chair, and you don't have an ill bone in your oh, body. Oh man, man, you can't, you can't be like that, man. This this barber industry is so vast. And I, I and be honest with you, I gotta say, I got it from you. You know, with me coming into the barber industry. At the young ripe age of nineteen years old, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Day. <laughs> I was like, you know, entering into yes, something sir. that was that was a little fearful, but I knew I wanted to do it. And yeah. I remember you um, having uh, the opportunity to bless me and to help me by saying, "Look, you know, to get started, you know, here's a couple people, you know, what I'm saying because they weren't trying to mess with me. I'm the new yeah. guy on the block, you yeah. know, what I'm saying they so I had know. to do eyebrows to get on, you know, what I'm saying I yeah. did doing eyebrows because they didn't trust that. me with the haircuts, right? I remember. And so I had a couple people of, you know, say your clients like, hey, you know, my man working the razor, you know, if I go over there, you like, hey man, yeah, go ahead, yeah. that's my man, yeah, you know, that's my man, go ahead. And 
for years they were my clients after you know saying after being your client i mean it, yes. it ain't it ain't hurt that he had an overflow of clientele so it ain't like he was missing it <laughs> <laughs> so and so now it just it was a it was a lesson being learned that i teach to this day if mm -hmm. if you come in and that's one of the requirements that i ask new barbers when they come to the barber shop and they want to work at the shop how would you feel if you saw another client of your, one of your clients in another barber chair. Yes. Like that's a, that's a big thing because if you're going to get mad, upset, frustrated, and ready to fight over something that's that's right. the, that a client decides to yeah. do, they ain't coerce your client. That's right. The client decides to do it, then it's, it's nothing. You, you don't have a gripe there. Control. Right. You don't have a gripe there, right? So um, wow. with that being said, it was like, you know, hey, <laughs> why not give them away? Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's the industry that... I, they don't belong to me. Like I, I, I love them. I appreciate them. But at the end of the day, a client gets to go where they need to go so they can get service. As long as they still hear the executive cut, I'm just as happy as if I'm cutting them. That's right. And not, not to mention though, it's not going to hurt you at all. One of the reasons why it's not going to hurt you because you have a skill set, you have a personality, you know, you're loved by your community. People are going to still come to you. You, your, your, your craft don't stop because you lose one client or uh, you give one client uh, away. People uh, move around all the time, and I think that's one of our our biggest attributes. Um, at at, the, at our shop at, at Executive Cuts at the barbershop where you manage, it's like, man, you you set the tone. I set the tone, and the other guys. Mo and Mr. Mo, Elton, Mo they, set and Mr. The Elton, they set the tone. Yeah. We work together. Absolutely. As a team. Absolutely. And that's the only way to build a legacy and build a long-term relationship that that's them that came from a friendship, a brotherhood that came from friendship. Yeah. Like, like you have to be willing to share. You can't, you can't have it all. If you eat it all, you're gonna be fat. <laughs> yes. You're gonna be out of shape. Overrun, and, ran and, down. And it ain't, it's not gonna benefit you. You're gonna no, it's not. It's gonna be gluttony and and, and absolutely just, you just greedy. But, but what about what about what about in the school too though? Because we talked about the community and we talked about it being our passion. But then how much have you given? You know what I mean? Like I've given a lot Man. that the front office don't know about. <laughs> uh, it's none of their business because I, I'm I run my classroom and I my job is to to instill positive changes in all of my students. You know what I mean? What like you I've give, given a lot. What you give goes far beyond, and I know we're going to get ready to wrap it up in a minute, but yes. what you give goes far beyond what anybody could ever see with the natural eye when you really care about something. Point and point today, I had one of my students, and I'll start with last night, a student that has graduated. He already graduated from the school. He picked me to be his mentor, but I don't have responsibility uh, per se to him once school is over with. But it goes further than that to me because yeah. when I tell you I, I want to see you successful, I'm going to the end. Yes, and sir. so there were times where the school was closed where he wasn't able to come up and get, you know, extracurricular work to go to the board because he's getting ready to go to the board. So I tell him, look, I'm going to send you a Zoom link. I'm going to come on Zoom with you. I'm going to go over this board procedure. This outside, I ain't getting paid for this. Right. I'm not asking him for payment for That's this. Right. All I want to do is see you successful, That's right? right? And so when, when you care, when you start giving back, yeah. it's not about the payment. It's not about the income. It's about the outcome, right? Ooh. And so because we want a, a proper outcome, you go above and beyond over. the borders, over. right? You really can't even pay me for the stuff that I do. Because I care. It goes beyond just, you know, let me see what I can give you. Let me show you this. So I give him the Zoom link. We go over the uh, the uh, procedures for, you know, the board procedures. 
He said, thank you, Mr. Smith. I appreciate you. Shout out to Ken. You know, he, he said, thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate you. And then he he he, he goes and takes the board the next day. He sent me the whistle name. He said, Mr. Smith, I passed the first part of the board. I said, I knew you would. I knew you could. Just encourage him. Keep him going, right? Yeah. So now it's time for him to take the second part because you got to take two parts to be to become That's a right. licensed barber, right? That's right. But he's still out of school. He calls me. He said, Mr. Smith, you know, um, well, I wanted to come up and get some work on the computer done, you know, to, so I can start going over these tests and things like that so I can start understanding the written part of this exam. I said, well, the school closed. I said, but look, here you go. Do this. I got yes. some, here's some tests I gave you already. So I didn't went through tests with them. I printed them out, yeah. gave them to them. So a study guy, this stuff, this stuff is just because I want you to be successful. Right. Yeah. So he goes and take the test on today. This morning, <laughs> 8.30. He took the test at 8.30. Like, matter of fact, last night he texted you. He, yeah. I think he texted ha halftime too. He did. He said, he did. hey, hey, you know, such and such, such, such. You know, and what is I need to learn? And, and, pour and all, all you do is give him what you got. Just give it to him. Give man. it everything I have. And this, this, the school don't even know. This this breaking news right now. Right they don't now. even know. They don't even know. Because I care. Because we care. That's right. Because it matters. That's right. The outcome of this whole situation was he took the test this morning. And today, Woo! February, what's today's day? Seven. Yeah, the February, this day. Seven. He got his barber license he today. Licensed. He's licensed today because he passed yeah. not just the practical side, but the written side. Written. And so this is the type of stuff that you pour. And this is just one example. This has been over and over. I've been there, yeah. what, four years? Going yes. on four years. So it's been over yeah. and over and over and over. Happened again with these students. But I tell the students, however much you put in, it's how much I'm going to put in. And I guarantee you, if you put in what I'm putting in, you're going to be successful because that's the right. answers is available to you. That's right. And and that's all That's all giving, giving back to the community is, is making sure that you understand that it ain't about the income all the time. That's right. It's about what the outcome of the situation is going to be. That community, man, is, is huge. That's huge. And we about to wrap it up. And I just say, I say this, man, it's like you, you got to give 100% effort. It's a special part. An instructor, a teacher, it is a special person should be you I, I feel it should a background check or something should be be done <laughs> because it's a lot of hanky panky going on in some of these classrooms man and these students are being their futures are being compromised you, right. you, you know right. what i mean if you don't right. care get out of the classroom dan gilbert got some quicker loans down there for you yes you go sir. down you be by yourself yes this sir. is another segment of deeper than a cut y'all episode six in the book look go subscribe now, YouTube, Spotify, Subscribe. Apple Music, D-Tech like, on Instagram, man. Share. Smash all those buttons, man. Subscribe. Guess what else? Go like, to the website, share. man. Go ahead and hit the comment button. Tell us what you think about this show. Ask us questions. And don't forget, don't forget to love us. You know what I mean? Deep it in the cut .com. Deep it in the cut we'll have all of our availabilities of where we can be found at. YouTube, yeah. like, share, and subscribe. We Let's need you to become a part of sharing this information to the community. Don't hold it to yourself. Don't be selfish because we got a word for you. That's right. You might be hurting, but your show ain't helpless. It's deeper than a cut. It's deeper than a cut. Deeper. Yeah. If you survive and can see through the pain, it gets deeper. Shine through the guilt and the shame, it gets deeper. It only takes one moment to change.
You might be hurting, but you still ain't helpless. And the revelation carries way more than the message. It's Deep more to that lineup. It's the mind behind sun. Over your mind, you realize. Yeah, you're so you might be hurting, but you're not helpless. But you're not helpless. Leave it in the cut. Help is on the way. Yeah. Peace is nice. Please, it's like Chinese diets on peas and rice. Righteous. You see my sight whenever I.